Hi everybody, my name is Landon Arenas. Thanks for listening to episode 120 of the Vortex Apologetic Podcast. Welcome to the Vortex Apologetic, where substance reigns over mindless entertainment. Because biblical truth matters in a profound, timely, and urgent way in a lost and dying world. And now, introducing your humble servants in Jesus Christ, Ricardo, a.k.a. B. Arenas, and Jeff, the Brain, Claiborne. Hi, I'm John MacArthur, and I am pastor of Grace Community Church right here in Los Angeles, and I have been for over half a century. This is a church committed to the bedrock conviction that the Bible is the Word of God, and we, in obedience to that word, have met together every Sunday for all these years. We've been protected by our government. We've been given freedom to do that. Today's current crop of politicians are trampling on the Constitution and on the resolve of citizens to demand their rights under the pressure of a manufactured fear. The reality is that the COVID data just doesn't match the government's COVID narrative. Here in the state of California, we have 40 million people. The people that have COVID now are one one hundredth of one percent, point zero zero one. You have a 99.999 chance to survive COVID. It's just not what they're saying it is. That absolutely does not warrant shutting down anything, but especially absurdly and arbitrarily, churches that have a special protection from the Constitution. Oh, and at the same time, leaving open abortion clinics, strip clubs, and marijuana dispensaries. And by the way, the health department is on record as saying they are going to allow riots and protests without regard for the mandated health and safety ordinances. This is obviously targeted discrimination. Leftists and secular government officials have no tolerance for biblical Christianity, so they're using COVID as an excuse to shut us down. We have to stand firm on the reality that the church is essential most meaningful, transformative, exemplary lives in a community all come together in the church. And that's been our impact on the city of Los Angeles. For 20 weeks, we had no ministry to children, young people, college students, young adults, families, no weddings, no funerals, no ministry to our precious disabled people, and no opportunity to make calls in the hospital to those who were sick. I started preaching to an empty auditorium, and uh, after a few weeks, people started coming back because they didn't believe the narrative the local government and media were giving them. Week by week, more people came until finally we had about 7,000 people gathering for worship. The church is the original protester. We go back to the Protestant Reformation 500 years ago when the government was trying to dictate to the church how it should worship. This is a watershed moment in America. We have been granted by God the freedom to meet as a church, and that is protected by the Constitution. We need to be the church, not only because we're free to be the church, but because we're commanded to be the church by the Lord Jesus Christ, the head of the church. 
This is a time of all times to meet as the church. Open your church. The church is essential. The church is essential. Matthew 16, 18, Faulkner Center. This is that was John MacArthur, Pastor Grace Community Church in Los Angeles. Mm. A church that I've been to for pastor's conference. Yes, you have. And so, so true, brother. You've got... It's fantastic, brother. That's, uh, I mean, church is essential. It is. And you've Which got... leads us on why we... The main reason why we play that there <clears throat> yes. Pastor John MacArthur. So we're going to be talking about the arrest of a uh, pastor in Canada, James Coates, whom was arrested, you know, for keeping his church open and having indoor worship. So I pulled this up. It's almost, almost like a question and answer, just what you need to know about the arrest of Pastor James Coates. Uh, it was put out by the Gospel Coalition, which is actually, it was actually really good. Uh, it says, on February 16, 2021, Pastor James Coates turned himself in to the police. According to the CBC, he was arrested on two counts of contravening the Public Health Act and on one criminal charge for failing to comply with a condition of an undertaking. Pastor Coates is now held in a remand center, a provincial prison, under quarantine as part of COVID-19 protocol. What happened here? The following, uh, you know, uh, freaking last questions aims to clarify the facts in order to accurately understand the matter. Why should you care about this? Canadians who support religious freedom should be concerned about this case. The arrest of a Canadian pastor in connection to religious practice creates an unsettling precedent. At the same time, we should also note that churches in Alberta may meet at 15% of the fire code capacity to worship, preach, receive the Lord's Supper, baptize, and otherwise worship. What does it mean that Pastor Coates contravened the Public Health Act? Pastor Coates broke provincial, broke provincial law when he organized and hosted gatherings that contravene public health orders. While churches can meet for worship in Alberta, Grace Life Church of Edmonton gather more persons than the temporary fire code capacity limit allows, what the capacity limit allows, and did not accommodate physical distancing or request mask wearing. You can read the Alberta Health Service report for February 14th. And it gives you a little click here and it takes you there. Uh, moving on. What does it mean that Pastor Coates failed to comply with a condition of undertaking? In January, Alberta Health Services asked the court to enforce its public health orders on February 7th. Pastor Coates received an undertaking with the condition that he would comply with health orders. For example, the condition of the undertaking, until a full hearing on the merits of his case. The CBC has reported that Pastor Coates has failed to comply with the condition of an undertaking, which seems to mean that he was legally obligated to follow the undertaking delivered on February 7. However, James Kitchen, Pastor Coates' lawyer, questions the validity of this undertaking since Pastor Coates did not agree to it. According to Kitchen, the Crown has charged Pastor, Pastor Coates under Section 145.4a of the Criminal Code. 
Now it says here, why did Pastor Coase turn himself in for arrest? Since Pastor Coase did not comply with the undertaking, for example, by following the court's order, he was subject to arrest. For this reason, he turned himself in to the police. Due to breaking the conditions of his undertaking, he is now liable to be found in contempt of court, which may attract further liability under the criminal code. What are the conditions for release? Pastor Coate is being held until such time as he agrees to comply with the court's undertakings, namely following public health orders. These undertakings likely include hosting religious services with allowance for distancing and making the request that attendees wear masks. It would also... It would also likely include limiting the number of those who can enter the building at one time. Pastor Coates' lawyer, James Kitchen, explains here. So there's a clip of him explaining. Uh, Pastor Coates has declined to accept these conditions and so remains in an arraignment center. As Kitchen explains, he couldn't in good conscience agree with that. He could, in effect, pastor his church, but not in a way that would accord with his conscience and with his religious beliefs. Why can't his family see him at the remand center? Because his family can see him, brother. Mm. Due to COVID-19 regulations, Pastor Coate has to undergo a 14-day quarantine. After this time, he will presumably be accessible through ordinary visiting hours and regulations. Why haven't other pastors been arrested? Churches in Alberta may meet for worship, including preaching, receiving the Lord's Supper, conducting baptism, and other religious activities because of special exemptions to the province-wide ban on indoor gatherings for religious groups under the public health orders. They must, however, adhere to certain public health orders. Pastor Coase was arrested because he did not adhere to the conditions of this undertaking. For example, follow the court's order that he adhered to the guidelines. And is this proportionate justice? <clears throat> Using the courts to make this a criminal matter is a potential overreach. It pits the rule of law, contempt for our courts and justice justices system, against freedom of conscience and religion. Using the courts as a tool to impinge these freedoms for those invested in preserving religious freedom in Canada. Pastor Coates' arrest should be unsettling. However, it is important to recognize that courts themselves are incapable of limiting or infringing the Constitution, including the Charter of Rights and Freedoms, in the same way that other, governments, other government actors can. Courts are tasked with interpreting and applying the Constitution, though they are also bound to abide by constitutional values as they do so. Should we support Pastor Coates? Christians can disagree in good conscience with his church's specific contravention of public health orders, but those who support freedom of conscience and religion should oppose any disproportionate use of the law to criminalize Pastor Coates. For a practical way to support religious freedom in Alberta, see, and it gives you a link to that. What shall we pray for? While I do not agree with Pastor Coates' decision to contravene public health orders, he and his church need our prayers. We must also remember that Pastor Coates' wife and children cannot see their father during this time in quarantine. They need prayer at a very human level. We need patience and compassion in this situation. The government and Alberta Health Services are also need our prayers. We should pray for our leaders and support them in appropriate ways. Government is just people after all. Whatever comes out of all of this, my hope is that we can remember that, that Christian unity centers on the gospel of Jesus Christ, even though we do not all have uniform practice. 
So it gives you a little bit of uh, you know of what's going on with Pastor Coates. He is an alumni, I believe, of the Master Seminary, which we have Pastor John MacArthur and Grace to you coming out in support of uh, mm-hmm. Pastor Coates. Yes. Uh, so that's on our news, brother, and uh, I'm glad we started like this because I wanted to bring this to your attention and ask you in regards to this. Uh, obviously, it's a different country. Their laws are a little different than ours. Right. But there's similarities in, in how they're interpreting those guidelines, right, to right. what we were hearing here in California and what happened to John MacArthur, which they're still going through litigation and things like that because obviously they recently postponed right. the Shepherds Conference mm-hmm. because they continue to be in litigation and things like that. Right. So I want to get your thoughts, brother. As Christians, you know, this article is basically question and answer to give people kind of an idea of what's going on. The, the, the author, author there doesn't agree with his decision to contravene, the pastor contravene with the public health uh, orders. Uh, but how do I, tell us a little bit. What, what, what are your thoughts on this? I, I think um, the state, by the state I mean the government, mm-hmm. has no authority whatsoever, scriptural authority from God, Romans 13 included, to regulate the church in any form or fashion, period. Ecclesiastically, doctrinally, or any other way. The state is stepping out of their bounds Mm -hmm. of authority when they do that. The church has sovereign immunity from God Almighty when it comes to these matters. Mm. Uh, people talk about Romans 13. Romans 13, we're supposed to be subjected to the state. No, Romans 13 is clear on the fact that the purpose of the state or the government is to uh, promote what is good and suppress what is evil. What happens when the government is doing that which is evil? they have lost their authority that God has granted them. Mm. The government no longer retains authority in that case. For example, abortion. The government has no authority when it comes to abortion because God had already made a commandment, thou shalt not kill, thou shalt not murder babies in the womb. Mm -hmm. Jeremiah's spoke of a baby being a, a human being that is that God knows from the womb. Right. God knew Jeremiah before Jeremiah was born to his mother. Mm-hmm. John the Baptist jumped in the womb of his mother when, he, when Mary came in pregnant with Jesus. Mm-hmm. Oh, yeah. God is clear on this subject matter. Abortion is pure evil. It's murder. And the government loses any authority to regulate it or to to permit it once they allow it to occur. The government loses authority. And in this case, with this pastor in Canada, the government of Canada lost its authority to do what it's doing 
when it regulated something, that was, number one, a lie, mm-hmm. and number two, a regulation of the church. And so the government is in full-blown rebellion against Jesus Christ, against God, and against God's laws in what it has done. And my question to Christians is when are we going to hold governments accountable to Jesus Christ? When are, I'm angry about this. When are we really actually going to act like Jesus Christ is the King of kings and Lord of lords? Right. Meaning he is, has authority over the Canadian government. This has been the issue for 2,000 years when it comes to the church. This was the issue in ancient Rome. This is why Christians were persecuted in Rome in the first and second centuries. It's because they would not acknowledge Caesar as Lord. They acknowledged Jesus Christ as Lord and Caesar being submissive to Jesus Christ in authority. Hmm. This is what the government today hates. When we tell the government, you are under God's authority. You are submissive to God's authority, and God will judge you for your actions if you do not submit to his authority. The government gets angry. The government hates that. Government bureaucrats and elected officials don't like that because they get drunk with power, and they love to rule over people, and they have no moral compass no soul that's alive in their body to have a sense of honoring God when it comes to church authority. The church has an authority that is above the government Mm -hmm. when it comes to certain matters. And part of those matters is ecclesiastically meeting and teaching the Word of God and fellowship, the church is bound and required to do what the scripture says Amen. when it says to meet together and to honor Christ on the, on the first day of the week, the day of resurrection. And so the pastor is right, the government is wrong, and Christians that are against that pastor, they're wrong. And they need to repent. They need to repent. And they need to start honoring Christ as Lord of Lords and King of Kings. Mm, good stuff, brother. I agree 100% with you. <laughs> That's, yeah. Mm-hmm. I mean, it's pretty clear. I mean, and the way you broke it down as far as Roman, because everybody just loves to go to Roman. Even when their context is way out of line. Right. They love to go to Rome. Yeah. Go, oh, you know, do give Caesar unto Caesar. And you said it. When Caesar breaks away from God's law, from doing good, that's when we got to go, wait a minute, you guys are way out of line. We need to stand up and go, no, you're wrong. Right. And we need to do it. Uh, 10,000 churches in mass yeah. need to do that. We're stronger when we band, band, band together. Right. When we stand up, 
millions strong as Christians, hundreds of you know, thousands upon thousands of churches facing the government and saying, you need to back off. You have overstepped your authority. Guess what happens? The government backs off. You know why? Those are voters. Yeah. And those are that's a big population within their country mm-hmm. demanding that of them. And do you want to be known as the country that shuts every church down and sends every pastor to jail? You want to have that reputation internationally as a country that oppresses people for freedoms? You want to be known as a tyrannical dictator around the world? Go ahead. Yeah. We don't know how to play the game. No, That's how you play it. We're, we're lacking a lot in how to play the game. You've got to it's, get in their face. You've got to stand that's, up That's to one them. thing we haven't seen you know? in a super long time. Mm-hmm. It's churches, you know, the body of Christ coming together. Yes. You know, and, and doing that, holding the government accountable. We can have family arguments about doctrinal issues. Right. Ecclesiastical I call that internal, issues. an internal, uh, That's you know, a family squabble. Exactly, family squabble. But and, when and it you comes know to supporting, you, you know, know each what? other and... Right. That family squabble is nobody else's business. Yeah. That's not the government's business. That's not the unbeliever's business. That's not the heathen's business. That's the church's business. Yeah. Yeah. And we'll have that squabble, but we'll do it in love, having a commonality in Christ, and we'll do it the right way. But when the government threatens Mm -hmm. one of us, the government threatens all of us. Yep. The threat against that pastor is a threat against me and you, brother, and every Mm -hmm. Christian in this, um, that is presently Mm -hmm. occupying this globe we call Earth. Every Christian is insulted. Every Christian is attacked when that happens. We are bound together. I support that pastor. And I say of the Canadian government, you better repent. Yeah. And those judges, you better repent. I know why you're doing it. Mm -hmm. I'm going to talk to them for just a moment. I know why you're doing it, Canada, not the people. I care about the people. I'm talking about that globalist government and the globalist president and those globalist judges you have. We know why you're doing it. It's because you have a global agenda. It's because you're antichrist. That's right. That's why you're doing it. We know your game, and we're taking you down. We're taking you down all over the world. Uh, we know you're connected to the globalists worldwide. We know you're connected to the World Central Bank. We know you're connected to the international bankers who want to rule the world and suppress millions upon millions of people. We know the depopulation plans. We know Agenda 2030. We know what the UN is doing. You can't hide it anymore. We know what's going on. That's right. And we're coming for you. Coming after you. We're not taking it anymore. You're not shutting down churches. You're not jailing pastors. That's not going to happen anymore. You're the ones that are going to go to jail. Just watch. Watch America. 
It's coming, folks. People are going to go to prison for what they're doing in this country. We're not done. And I'm going to say this. Trump's not done. I'm going to say this. The military apparatus that put this whole plan together Mm. is not done. (laughs) They created Trump, not the other way around. We, the people, created Trump. They've got to figure that out. Trump didn't create us. The only reason Trump got elected is because we, the people, elected him in overwhelming numbers. Mm -hmm. He came after the fact. You take him away, you think you're going to stop us? No, we'll, we'll raise another Trump. No. There'll be another Trump. Might not be, his main, the name might not be Trump. Yeah. There's another one. There'll be another bulldog in there. There's another bulldog. We'll find them. We'll put them in office, and we will take you down. Federal Reserve, you're in big trouble. I'm hearing news about you. You're not doing well. Cryptocurrency is starting to take you down. The people are starting to take you down. We'll talk about the Biden administration in a moment. But you think you're going to play this game? You think you're going to have some interpretation of Revelation that's, you know, Left Behind series by Tim LaHaye and Jerry Jenkins, and you think that's the way it's going to play out? You think Late, late Great Planet Earth by Hal Lindsey, that you think that's how it's going to play out? I got news for you. That's not how it's going to play out. I'm in lecture mode, but hold on. That's not how it's going to play out. Okay? Those are fiction. That is not the book of Revelation. And folks, you Christians, you need to get this. What you think is in the book of Revelation is not in the book of Revelation. That's not what it's saying. Those interpretations are dead wrong. And And it's not not the United States either. (laughs) Yeah, exactly. I mean, that's why I say I read the books. Yeah. I mean, I couldn't put them down. They were, oh, yeah. they were great writing. Oh, yeah. It was great fiction. I really enjoyed reading them. I really did. I thought they did a phenomenal job writing those It would be a good movie. I mean, be, well, I mean, well, they, made, movies, they well, made some movies I mean, about it. But, that's, when but the you problem read them, is... When you read them and did not know about the movies, you were like, that would be a good movie. Yeah, but I mean, the, they came it, out they, later. They came out yeah. with... They, they, the book was better than the movie, I'll just say that. Yeah, yeah, yeah. But, but the problem is... It's a fault. It's it's a wrong interpretation yeah. of Matthew twenty four, Luke twenty one, mm-hmm. Mark thirteen, and Revelation, Revelation four through nineteen. Mm-hmm. It's a wrong interpretation of it. Now, what's really going to happen? The church is going to get stronger and stronger and stronger and stronger. Right out of Daniel's prophecy. When he saw the image, the head of gold, the shoulders of silver, the, the, the midsection of brass, and then, of course, the feet of clay and, and, and brass, or clay and uh, metal of some sort, mm-hmm. right? The legs of metal. It, that, that was the different kingdoms. It was, it was uh, my hot date is here. I have a hot date tonight, folks. <laughs> with, with a gorgeous woman. 
that I married many years ago. She just arrived home. <laughs> nice. So, so we're going to get get to it in a moment. <laughs> but it was uh, Babylon, Persia, Greece, and Rome. That's the kingdoms. And then what happens, brother? The mountain comes down and crushes those four kingdoms. Mm-hmm. The, the, the rock does, the stone. And it, that grows into a huge mountain. And that's the final kingdom. You think the church is going to go through a future tribulation period and hang on by its fingernails with that Daniel prophecy? No. The church is going to become so strong, ladies and gentlemen, that the cabal, which I'll talk about cabals in a moment, the cabal that's trying to rule this world they're the ones that are going to be hanging on by their fingernails. Mm. And they're the ones that are going to be fearful. And they're fearful right now, brother. They are scared. Because they know it's coming. Yeah, sure. They're scared. That's why they're reacting the way they are. 99.999% chance of dying from COVID. And it's not even COVID. Yeah. It's SARS. Exactly. Where did the flu go? All of a sudden, the flu just totally disappeared. Where yeah. is it? Yeah. Where's all the other diseases? Right. It's all COVID. It's a big, fat lie. Your thoughts, brother? Yeah. No, it's funny because as you were mentioning that, I'm reading uh, somebody posted survival from COVID-19 between 99.5 to 9%. Ages 0 through 69, up to 94.6 survival rate. Age 70 and older, what is the survival rate for the vaccine? So it's asking a question even for the vaccine. The, va- the survival rate with the vaccine is worse than the survival rate without the vaccine. Without the vaccine, yeah. yeah. I it's mean, nice. we've reading uh, all these side effects, right. things that are affecting other health conditions that you might have. It's like... <laughs> the, the, the vaccine is a 96% survival rate with the vaccine causing deaths. Yeah. Without the vaccine, it's 99% survival rate. Hmm. So why are we doing vaccines? Exactly. By the way, the mask that they're mandating, uh-huh. that is the international symbol of slavery. Hmm. They're just laughing at us, folks. <laughs> they're laughing at us. Oh, yeah. They're like, oh, you little minions down there. We got all of you to wear masks. Yeah, yeah. Yeah, I wear those masks. We love it because it's you're just showing us how much of a slave you yeah. are to us, you little, oh, and now, you and little now, minions. And now it's like, go ahead, put on two of them. Now Maybe two, three of them. Try three of we them. We want to make you yeah. double the slave. Yeah. Yeah. What do we do? Okay. <laughs> yeah. Oh, I'm not kidding, bro. I ended up going. We ended up in a day. My wife and I. We went to our local casino to hang out, have dinner, and all that. I see a person walking. Not one, two masks on. Right? And guess what else? A face shield in front of them. <laughs> Two mask face shield. Did they have a <laughs> did they have a t shirt on, uh, brother, that says government slave? You know what? We need to start G S in the back. Government we, slave. We need to make those t shirts and start selling them. You know what? That's a good idea. Government huh. slave t shirt with a mask on it. Yes. We're making that t-shirt and selling it. That's it. We're doing it. Through the Vortex Apologic Podcast. We're doing it. We're going to do it. 
Government slave with a picture of picture of a mask. <laughs> we're doing it. <laughs> selling that. We're, we're selling it. And every time you have to put a mask on to go into some store, wear that T-shirt. Yep, that would definitely and see what turn some eyes and turn some heads for yep, sure. Love it. We're doing oh, it. man. So, all right, brother. Good so stuff. Now that you got me all riled up. I got you riled up. Well, let's continue rallying Granny or Gears here oh, since we're in the subject of, uh, of uh, justices, court, and Supreme Court. I was already riled up. They killed SRT. Oh, man. They killed well, You the- know what? You're going to have to share that story. You're going to have to. Let me fin- let's finish up with our segment, All right. and then okay. we're really going to talk about what's have you what's having vid- you down, what's having you grind your gears grinding. I made a video earlier today uh-huh. on the news. First piece of news was them killing SRT, and in the video on video, if you guys want to go watch it, I am throwing everything on my desk at the couch. <laughs> I was so upset about them killing SRT. Anyway, go ahead. (laughs) Supreme Court Justice Clarence Thomas blasts male voting. Fraud is vastly more prevalent, he says. Says here, the U.S. Supreme Court on Monday rejected a challenge on the manner in which Pennsylvania conducted its fall election. Although one justice expressed concern about potential fraud with mail-in ballots, and two other justices highlighted the problem of slow mail delivery. The cases were filed last year by supporters of President Trump and argued the Pennsylvania Supreme Court uh, usurped its authority when it ruled that ballots received up to three days after election day could still be counted. The justices on Monday declined to hear the cases, although three justices, Clarence Thomas, Samuel Alito, and Neil Gorsuch, argued in dissent that the court should have taken up the issue in order to provide guidance for future elections. All three said the Pennsylvania Supreme Court's decision did not change the outcome of the election. Biden won Pennsylvania. We are fortunate that the Pennsylvania Supreme Court's decision to change the receipt deadline for mail-in ballots does not appear to have changed the outcome in any federal election, Thomas wrote in a dissent. This is this court ordered the county boards to segregate ballots received a later than the deadline set by the le- by the legislature, and none of the parties contend that those ballots made an outcome determinative difference in any relevant federal election but we may not be so lucky in the future so brother I mean I mean that was probably like the last nail in the coffin right to even remotely have a chance at to look into mail in or mail voting I mean fraud in the mail system in the voting system uh, that, just that by was- shutting it down I mean it's not going to allow for really you know, but the American people are always going to see it, especially with those 70, what is it, 70 plus million voters for Trump? That's more than that. It's more than that. I think it's close to 80 million. Yeah. I, I We're was, all going to be like, uh, no, there was fraud. That was so disturbing to me, brother. The wiring got all hooked around my leg and I had to unhook it while you were talking. So, anyway. <laughs> I saw you struggling there for a minute. I was struggling. I was like, what, what, this, what this thing? Is this <laughs> like, snake coming up my leg here? Um, no, it was the wiring for the mics. But uh, 
Okay, two things. Number one, uh-huh. the justices exposed themselves. Mm-hmm. You listening, Supreme Court justices? Probably not, but I'm going to say it anyway. You exposed yourselves. We now know who the globalists are on the Supreme Court, and we know who the um, constitutionalists are on the Supreme mm-hmm. Court. Alito, Gorsuch, and, Tom, and um, Th- Thomas. Yeah, Thomas, are, Clarence are, Thomas. Are the constitutionalists. All the rest of them are globalists, including Barrett and Kavanaugh, the, the ones appoint, two appointed by Trump. Boy, you're talking about betraying the American people. Yeah. That's number one. Number That's two, huge. number two, we know their ethics now. Alito, Gorshik, and Thomas believe in the biblical ethics of stealing is wrong regardless if, if it changes results or not. It's still stealing. Thou shalt not steal is not dependent upon circumstances. It's stealing, period. Yeah. The other six, it's all relative. Yeah, right. Stealing that doesn't hurt. It's okay to steal an election. It's okay to change the uh, the rules in midstream, mm-hmm. as long as it doesn't affect the outcome of the election. That is circumstantial morality. That is false. No. Stealing is stealing. Changing the rules in the middle of the uh, middle in midstream in the middle of an election is changing the rules in the middle of an election. It's wrong. So they have stabbed the American people in the back, maybe in the heart, and they have indicated that morally it is now okay hmm. to cheat in any election, any time, and how can any court hold anybody accountable for it at this point? Yeah, right. They have opened Pandora's box, mm-hmm. and a bunch of monsters are crawling out of it. Yeah. Even by, you know, uh, <laughs> Justice uh, Thomas saying, yeah, we don't know this didn't change the outcome or didn't, you know, Biden still won. But the simple fact that he's actually said to prevent future Voter fraud. Right. That's huge. Right. Huge. Right. Because you're saying that there was. <laughs> but see, globalists and internationalists, globalists, they don't care about that. No. They care about agendas. Right. They're pushing an agenda. Trump doesn't meet their agenda. Oh, yeah. Biden does. He's a puppet. He's no better than Pinocchio on strings. Come on, man. He's a puppet. And people, other people are pulling the strings. Yeah, yeah. And people are questioning his health, his dementia. They're saying oh, they're starting the, to bring up the twenty fifth. Starting to question a lot of the decision making. They're I mean, starting to bring up the twenty fifth amendment, mm-hmm. saying they want to remove him because he's not competent. Yeah, yeah. The military is snubbing their nose at him. Yeah, his administration, the military. Won't give him the nuclear football. Mm. Still haven't. Yeah, right. And they won't ab- abide by anything he wants them to do. Mm. And uh, they're basically, uh, th- there's no Marine outside of the Oval Office. Did you notice that? Yeah. yeah. 
And, the, and a reporter asked about that yeah. at one of the press conferences. Did you catch that one? And Masaki huh. said, hmm. answered and said, the, well, the reporter asked, is he out of his office? Is he, is he somewhere in the country doing something? Yeah. Because there's no Marine in front of the right. office. This is, this is highly unusual. Mm. And Pisaki said he was in the office this morning doing his work, and the protocol, ha- protocol has not changed. The reporter asked again. So, it, okay, so you're telling me the president it was in the Oval Office doing his work, the protocol has not changed, but there was no Marine in front of the, at the door of the Oval Office. Why was there not a Marine at the Oval Office? Yeah. Same answer. The president was in his office doing his work. The protocol has not changed. That's all I can tell you. Mm. Interpretation by one reporter, they're basically telling us that Biden is not the president. Huh. Take what you, do that with that what you will, folks. Yep. But right weird, things are not normal right now. Mm-hmm. Things are definitely not normal. The Pentagon's not cooperating. Yeah. Trump has a 2 a.m. delivery of a bunch of electronic equipment at Mar-a-Lago. Right. And he sets up a command post there with all this electronic equipment. He's turning the place into a fortress. He has a fence around it now. Mm. And he's having people like high-level government people showing up and visiting him at Mar-a-Lago Staying a couple of days, getting their orders, and then walking back out. Do Interesting we, do, stuff. Do we have two presidents of two different com- countries? What's going on? Yeah. What's going on? Rather strange, for sure. Go ahead. Uh, yeah, no, that was what we wanted to cover as far as Supreme Court went. Yeah. I went that direction. Now we can move on to what you wanted to share, brother. There's so much news out there, I'm going to avoid getting into it. Just, folks, go to Populous Press, go to Tatum Report, go to Epoch Times, look at the news. There's so much. There's a lot of clues. That's what going on. on. Mm-hmm. I'm going to recommend also X22 Report on, yeah. uh, Ram- on Rumble. Yes. Rumble specifically, folks. Uh, the one on YouTube is fake. Go to Rumble or go to the website, X22 Report. I'm going to recommend a number of people uh, on the podcast as we go along. Uh, X22 Report's the first one I'm going to recommend. On the Fringe is another one on Rumble, on the mm-hmm. Fringe. Mm-hmm. Uh, both Those are good reports. Christians, and they have, they have a different angle at what's going on right now. Mm. So good and informative stuff. Also, check me out on YouTube. Yes, uh, Jeff, uh, trial thinker Jeff Claiborne. That's right. Yeah. Now I wanted to get into the deity of Christ again mm. because I listened to a little bit of the um, arguments. Yeah. From Tatum. Yes. And, and we covered and, a little bit right. last podcast. Right. right. And uh, and he argued with another Christian about this. Right. Uh, I need. I left my Bible downstairs. Oh, let me let me do this. I'll grab one here. I got Bibles here. You got some of them? Yeah. I'll just grab one of these. Since I find it. Oh, here's one. So I'm gonna go into John one one. 
John 1, 1. And he was making the Jehovah's Witness argument. Mm-hmm. Yes, he was. And he was saying, I'll, I'll show you guys how he read it. As soon as I get to John 1, 1. New Bible. Nice and crisp pages. I like it. John 1, 1. In the beginning was the Word, and the Word was God, and Word... I'm sorry. In the beginning was the Word, and the Word was with God, and the Word was God. And he reads it this way. In the beginning was the Word, and the Word was with God, and the Word was a God. Two problems with that reading. Number one, the Greek grammar does not support it. Mm. It's a definite article, and it's not... How he they read it. Let me. Uh, what if I have my Greek in a linear here? I don't think I have it in on my shelf right here. I may have been looking at it before and never did he. I, I don't know what I did with it. Oh, so so anyway. Oh, there it is up there. Greek in a linear. I'll open to John one one. And the Greek. <coughs> So the Greek doesn't work, and I'm going to show you, and give you another reason why it doesn't work, which is even more devastating in a moment. Mm. Get past the Book of Acts. Now this is Greek, folks. <laughs> I'm looking through Greek right now. To, uh, so here we go. Um, okay, get, here's Luke. Go back to John. So it reads um, where it talks about he was in the beginning with God. All let's see. The word was with God, and the word was the God. It's Theos, Ne, and then it's Omicron, or uh, it's O, oh, and then Logos, or Logos, mm-hmm. right? Right. So it's Ho. So it's Theos, Neho, Logos, right? With the with the mark over the over the O, oh, the Omicron, it's it's a ha huh sound. Mm, okay. So <clears throat> Theos, God, nay, was, and then ho, the definite article. Lagos. Right? In the beginning was the word, and then it, and it's Theos, nay. So it's it starts out in and then, uh, Arexi, ne, hos, logos. Now, I just butchered pronouncing the Greek. Kai, which is and, ha, logos, ne, and then it's pros, a pros, tan, theon, kai, theos, na, ne, ho, logos. And it reads this way, in the beginning was the Word, and the Word was with God, and the Word was the, and and, and God was the Word. Hmm. In Greek, it's God was the Word. Theos ne halagos. So God was the Word. They revert, they they change it around in English to get the grammar right for English. But for the Greek English, it's God was the Word. Definite article. Yeah. So there's no way you can get the word was a god in there. It's impossible. This is this is Texas Receptus Greek. Mm, I bet you if you stuff. look, I bet you if you look, 
in the other Greek manuscripts, yeah, the uh, Nessel uh, Greek, mm-hmm. Nessel Island Greek, yeah, it's going to say the same thing. Sure, right. Even though I'm not a fan of Nessel Island, uh, Nessel Island in this instance reads the same as the Texas Receptus. Mm. So there's no way you can get a god out of that. It's just impossible. Now. <clears throat> The second problem with it is when you put a there, and the word was a god, you have two gods. So the question is, which one is the true god? (laughs) True. Because even a Jehovah's Witness will say there's only one true god. One is Pentecostals will say there's only one true god. But you've created a second God by saying a God. Trying to make Jesus something other than God Almighty. Trying to make Jesus some kind of a human that became divine and then died on the cross as some kind of a divine human or perfect human divine, right? right? Uh, A God. Well, that's heresy. That's the problem with that argument. And you've got two gods, so that would make Jesus Christ a false god. And so the whole argument from the Jehovah's Witnesses and the Oneness Pentecostals break down right there. Yeah. And of course, verse 14, well, let's just read through it so we can get the full taste. In the beginning was the Word, and the Word was with God, and the Word was God. The same was in the beginning with God. All things were made by him, and without him was not anything made that was made. In him was life, and the life was the light of men. And the light shines in the darkness, and the darkness comprehends it not. There was a, a man sent from God, whose name was John. The same came for a witness, to bear witness of the light, that all men through him might believe. He was not that light, but was sent to bear witness of that light. That was the true light, which lighteth every man that cometh into the world. He was in the world, and the world was made by him, and the world knew him not. He came unto his own, and his own received him not. But as many as received him, to them gave he power to become the sons of God, even to them that believe on his name, which were born not of blood, not of ancestry. Mm. They were not born spiritually because their parents were Christians right. or they were in Abraham. Okay, Can't use that. That's what the Pharisees used. Nor of the will of the flesh. You can't will yourself into being a child of God. You can't will yourself into heaven. You can't will yourself into being a believer in Christ. Your free will, your human will, will not get you to salvation. Period nor of the will of man. The will of man can't do it. The will of the flesh can't do it. Your bloodline can't do it, but of God. Only God can do it. Mm -hmm. Only God can bring us into salvation, right? Only God can redeem us. And the Word was made flesh and dwelt among us. The same Word that was God, or God was the Word. That Word became flesh, one of the members of the Trinity, 
and dwelt among us, and we beheld his glory, the glory as of the only begotten of the Father, full of grace and truth. Begotten here connects it to being God. Mm. Begotten does not mean that Jesus was created at the incarnation. That's right. He's not a created being. It means that he was sent by the Father to be our propitiation, to be our Redeemer. That's what it means. It's connection to the Father. Father. So that's my argument against what Tatum was saying and against what the Jehovah's Witnesses say, what the one that's been a council say concerning the deity of Christ. He, that passage is clear that Jesus Christ was the eternal incarnate, eternal Word of God, a member of the Trinity for all of eternity. Mm-hmm. And the Word became flesh and dwelt among us. The Word is the incarnation. The, the Word was incarnated and became Jesus Christ in the flesh, in the human body. Right. So the, the Word had, took on a human body and dwelt among us and redeemed us and then returned to the Father in His ascension after His resurrection. Amen. So that's my argument there. That was awesome, bro. <laughs> That was, I mean, there's no question, there's no questions to be asked. I, I, I believe it's answered within that parameter of scripture. And not only that, reading the Greek, uh, English, uh, interlinear, uh, it's like, there it is. It's very no, clear. Yeah, it's very clear. It's yeah. very clear. But these yeah. are the, the little things that makes people in error <clears throat> go completely heretical. Right. You know? This right. is where they, 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 instead of going, let me really understand this and study it and really, really research it. Nope. It's like, it says this, it says this, you're not changing my mind. It's like, what? Wait a minute. Right. You know. By but, the way, the word logos, mm-hmm. uh, I don't think we fully understand what's meant by the word. Right. Logos is where we get the concept of logic. Right. And logos is sometimes translated as logic. Mm-hmm. And so this, when it's talking about the word, it means comprehensible, it means articulate, it means intelligent, it means bright, smart, um, able to reason, mm-hmm. the ability to think, to reason, to logos, to, to, to use logic, to... to, to Use mathematical formulas to figure things right. out, to understand things uh, as far as wisdom goes, mm-hmm. things of that nature. That's what the eternal word was, mm. logos. Yeah, uh, God is not. So that dispels the idea that God is some kind of a Star Wars force or some kind of um, universal in, uh, force that we can all connect to. You know, God is yeah. within all of us. That is a false statement. Right. Christ is only in us when we believe on Him and He redeems us. But God created us. But God is not a... The universe is not God. God is not the universe. They are separate. That's right. And so God is separate from the universe. And God created the universe. God is everywhere at the same time. He's omnipresent. So He's within the universe. He's outside of the universe. He's in all places. But... He is a spirit 
that is that that does not dwell as connected directly into the universe. So we can't say the tree is God, the rocks are God, the planets are God. No, they were made by God. Hmm. They are dead entities or their biological life of some sort, but they were all made by God. But they are not collectively some uh, Star Wars type of God or some, um, yeah. I can't think of the word I'm looking for, but you know, God being contained within all things. Right. No. God is is a specific spirit, spirit that revealed himself through the word and in the written word, which we have now, but through the words of Christ, through the words of the apostles, through the words of the prophets and so forth, God revealed himself to us. Good stuff, bro. I love it. So now, please share with us. The SRT. most painful thing that you've heard this The most painful week. thing I heard today. And I want to go to, and now I want to make a trip to France. Go to the uh, CEO in France of Stellantis and storm in his office and demand that they put SRT back together again. Oh. SRT was sitting on a wall. Lentis knocked it off, and we'll see if we can put it back together again. <laughs> That's uh, SRT stands for Street and, Rec- Street and Racing Technology for Dodge. Dodge was very, became very very successful in in, in not, within the last over ten years or so with the SRT brand, with, with their muscle cars, their Challengers or Chargers, with mm-hmm, the 392 mm-hmm. Hemis, with the Hellcat yeah. engines, with the, the big, fancy, you know, powerful muscle car engines. That was their forte. They were making money on that. They were yeah. doing well. You kill SRT, you've killed Dodge. Mm, you've killed mm, Mopar. Mm, mm. And you know how many Mopar cult members there are in the United States? <laughs> I'm a card-carrying Mopar cult member, okay? We are there's Mopar no-car people, right? They're the people that, that will have Mopar or nothing else, they'll, they'll get a horse and buggy, okay? <laughs> you know, it's Dodge or nothing, right? It's, it's, it's a Hellcat engine or a 392 Hemi or nothing or 5.7 or nothing, right? And... Uh, Oh, they're gonna! It's gonna cause an uprising. People are gonna be so mad no, about no, this. No, really, no, really. <laughs> tell us angry. why is this a thorn on your side, brother? Come on. <laughs> because I own I own two Mopars, uh-huh. and one of them one of them is a five hundred horsepower Challenger. <laughs> It's an SRT. <laughs> Folks, his favorite toy. <laughs> my toy is an SRT. So, Oh, my goodness, yeah. brother. I feel your pain, <laughs> bro. I feel your pain. <laughs> there's, there's one little bright side to this, brother. What is that, brother? My car's going to increase in value now. <laughs> it's going to be special now. A special edition. It's going to be rare. It's gonna. It's run. rare, yeah. yeah. It's, I mean, it's rare already. It's the TA. I mean, it's, it's the Trans Am. Yeah, it's a, exactly. It's a Trans Am car. Yeah, it's our TTA. Yeah. I mean, it's yeah. you cannot get any more top-notch than that, you, you, especially on a car coming off the lot. Well, the Mopar guys say that the SRT TA is 
just one step below the Hellcat. Mm. It's above the uh, the other ones. Yeah. All the other ones. All the the, the scat packs, the the five point sevens, the three ninety two scat packs. Then you have the SRT TA, and the TA is just a slightly st- slight step above the the scat pack, but slight step below the Hellcat. Mm. It's right in between those two. Yeah, and they're rare. You can't, it's hard to find them. And I, I now now I wish I could have gotten me a Hellcat. But anyway, but that's okay. I'm happy. I'm happy with yeah. what I have. Yeah. Uh, but, it's a beauty, folks. It's a beauty. Yeah, it is. But, it, you know, I love muscle cars. And they're killing yeah. them off. Oh, it, it's and so it's bad, like, brother. I mean, you can't yeah. have, I mean, it's like, why have a car if you can't have any muscle in it? Come on. Oh, you've ridden in it. Oh, yeah. I've, I've, is oh, that yeah. thing? Oh, is yeah. that thing fun? Folks, I'm six six foot two, two hundred and sixty pounds. Let me tell you, when he punch the accelerator to go up this, you know, um, this ramp to go into the freeway, halfway to the floor, by the way. Yeah, not even we all went the way. what zero to what sixty five and what a couple seconds, two, three, four seconds, right? About four point six seconds or so. Yeah, I I mean, I literally was, it was almost like if I didn't have my seatbelt, I would feel like I had two seatbelts on because it pulled me back. And I stayed there and I couldn't move. It stuck you to the seat. It stuck me to the seat. (laughs) And when we got up to the freeway, I mean, it's like a a cannon shooting. Boom! Shot out of a cannon. Man, the power. I mean, talk about power. I've never been uh, on such car with such power. (laughs) A lot of fun. A lot it of was, fun. yeah, yeah. But that was awesome. Are, that was a great experience. Um, they're a dying breed, so, so yeah, I was yeah. quite upset about that. <laughs> oh, brother, you know we're gonna pray for you. <laughs> yeah, barely hands on me, brother. <laughs> okay, but I'll get over it, folks. I'll get over it. You might have to quarantine yourself there for a few days. <laughs> <laughs> this is what happens when globalists take the, take things That's over. It. They take it away, bro. They, they just take it, take it away from you. That you disappear. In, I mean, you disappear into the melee, and that's it. They're just you're just nothing to them. Oh man, it's oh, just a man. piece of fodder to them. So, well, brother, with that sentiment, you know, why don't you go ahead and close us out? I will, folks. Remember to keep your mind sharp, your heart pure, and uh, watch the YouTube videos for more news. And we'll see you. Catch you on the flip side. Yeah, as I pointed <laughs> to the beef for that one. You have been listening to the Vortex Apologetic Podcast. Hey there, ladies and gentlemen. We want to thank you for tuning in to listen to the Vortex Apologetic Podcast. It's a blessing to have you. We hope that you continue to enjoy the future episodes and to tune in and share away with others that might be interested. Uh, I wanted to thank our families for supporting us, especially our wives, that uh, they uh, put up with us. They allow us to have time to study and spend time uh, in the Word of God. And uh, in return, they help us as well, and they keep us accountable. It's a blessing to have them in our lives. So we want to especially thank them. I also want to thank uh, our church, uh, friends, and uh, the men's study that we have, that we continue to be encouraged about. Thank all these people because they support us and pray for us, and uh, it's a blessing to have them in our life. Other than that, I hope you continue to enjoy the Vortex Apologetic podcast. That we will talk to you soon. More episodes to come your way. Other than that, I'm out. We're out. God bless you. 
Podcast.